Hi, this is Margaret Cho. Welcome to Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Jim Short. Jim, we've had um, amazing luck with guests, don't you think? I think we have uh, we've, uh, the best and the brightest. The best and the brightest. The people that we love, the people we have on the show. I can't stress this enough. The people that are on this podcast are people that are not only our friends, but people we deeply admire. Yeah. Don't you think that I, I, I found that to be the case? Friends, people we respect, admire, and just in general, mates. A mate. We only all have of our, our mates. All, it's all of our mates. Mates like, um, mates like friends, not mates like necessarily animals mating yeah, for life. No, no, yeah, like not that like that. Thing, but just, you or, know. I mean, well, I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. Well, no, well, we'll we not might like... get that one guess where we're like, okay, here we go. It's zoological now. <laughs> now it just suddenly became. <laughs> Something totally different. Well, um, our guest today um, is uh, all these things. Uh, not only a mate, somebody, somebody I deeply admire. Um, our friend Jim Earl here, he is uh, an Emmy winner uh, for his writing, his stellar writing on The Daily Show. Oh, yeah. And uh, wait, no, m- multiple Emmys, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I have a Peabody Award and, a, and an Emmy. Yes, for they're, your writing. They're both worthless. They're absolutely worthless. Well... And they're I, for sale on eBay, if anybody's interested. <laughs> I think that your writing is amazing, and he is also part of the legendary comedy duo Lank and Earl. And he also is in a band that I love, the Clutter Family. Well, thank you. That's very flattering. But so, I, I'm not going to mate uh, Jim Short. No, that's not... not that, no, I wasn't no, even I mean, suggesting I wasn't that. Even, I was just, you know, uh, I was just it, clearing that up up front. Yeah. So, you know, I'm flattered by everything. I'm flattered by all that, though. That, the that, suggestion... I think mating with me it. actually trumps an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> actually better than writing for The Daily Show, but it's not going to happen anyway, so... That yeah. would be my yeah. greatest uh, act of fic- fiction right there, my greatest. <laughs> but you also, you also are an author. You've written a book, and, and, and you're... I mean, your writing spans... Your book is, is very different. Let's talk about your book. Oh, my book is a collection of uh, uh, fake obituaries of real people that I've collected over the last four years. It's really fantastic. Yes, and I, yeah, I, I just, yeah, all these real people, like the inventor of the uh, uh, garbage disposal and uh, the mm-hmm. neutron bomb mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, Kim, Kim Jong-il mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, Steve Jobs, they're all in there. Uh. And I just write these horribly uh, mean obituaries about them. That's great. Very funny. <laughs> it's great for them, yes. It's very funny, but it's also a very, I think it's a good way of talking about social issues through these like, you know, ways that like fake obituary, you know how people are so, you know, when they die, they sort of rewrite the history of them and yeah. glorify them. Yeah. And what you're doing is making jokes at their expense while they're still alive and then they die. It, well, I make no, I, I, most of them are dead when I do it. Mm-hmm. But I've been, been thinking of doing a book about people I'd like to, you know, see die. That's a good idea. And then, you know, future obituaries. I think that's best. I think that's a good sequel. Yeah. You're right. I, 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 you know, I, maybe I'll do it. What, what, was the, what was that first book called? The first well, Morning Remembrance, a, 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 a collection of mocking obituaries ripped from the deadlines. <laughs> that's what it's called, yeah. And then they're like, you know... Um, it's 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 not just these very like kind of famous people that we know by name or first name. No, it's just people who have done things of 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 note. Yes, yes, things that have uh, touched all of our lives. Yeah, like the inventor of the t- television remote. You know, things <laughs> like that. 
or the TV dinner, the inventor of the TV dinner. All these people are in there. Yeah, that's yeah. That's why I wanted to do it. It's not. There aren't very many real famous people in there, but a lot of people have helped make our lives a, a kind of a dystopian hell. That, <laughs> Were you that we somewhat inspired today. by the guy who died, who invented the the Segway? Yes, I, I did one on him. Mm-hmm. Did one on him and uh, uh, the inventor of the Etch a Sketch. I'm about to write one on him. But I can only come up with one joke, and everybody shook up about it, you know. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and, and some jokes on the, his knobs or something like that, and uh-huh. white powder. That's all I can come up with, and it's, it's pretty pathetic. <laughs> so maybe his, should... What about his ashes will be put into an Etch-A-Sketch? There you go. Yeah, There's there you some. Go. <laughs> I'm just helping out. Since we're mates. We're mates. Have you written one and ever heard from relatives or friends? Of one of the people that you write, do you write really nasty things about him yeah. or mocking silly things? Oh, for the whole spectrum, I write real nasty, horrible—the most horrible stuff you could ever think <laughs> of—and some some nice, slightly mocking one. Yeah, it's just a, an excuse to have to write any kind of cheap joke at a dead person's expense, right? Basically, <laughs> some of you can't strike back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, it's five or six years of doing it. I have not had one, uh, you know, nasty email. I had one one person, a, a, a daughter of one of the uh, dead people, email me and said that she was touched by it. Oh, that's really? nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a friend, uh, actually a fan of uh, the uh, founder of Bread, the uh, soft rock group Bread. I did. Oh, yeah. oh I did the four part harmony. Bread, yeah, four, yeah. Part, four part harmony bread, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, they, uh, some some enraged fan, uh, sent me a death threat. But what? <laughs> Wait, what did they say? Wait, what did you say? I said, well, I just had a bunch of bread jokes. You know, the <laughs> the world is uh, saddened to hear about the news of J- uh, Jimmy. What's his face? Uh, that that he is now toast. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, you know? uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You know, any way you slice it, uh, bread was hot. All this, these stupid <laughs> yeah. jokes, just one after another. It was relentless. Yeah, he's no, he's not going to rise. He's not going to rise again. <laughs> uh, he was his, when they found his body. It was uh, full of crumbs, or you know, full, it was full simple. of mold. All these simple bread jokes. <laughs> simple, simple bread jokes. Simple bread jokes. <laughs> He was uh, buried sandwiched in between his two cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Those are just stupid jokes about bread. Wait, I don't want to. I he, want more. I want. I want more jokes about bread. You have to. You can't just bring that up and uh, like. Uh, just, you know. You know. I wish I had it. No, but we should be. We should be adding to it. Like um, he could. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Today they I'm fed the him to now. the swans. Oh yeah. And realized <laughs> he was. that it was over. He wanted his ashes, uh, uh, just you know, fed to the sh- swans. Yes, he wanted his ashes to be made into croutons and put into a salad for the family. <laughs> Family's last Caesar salad. These are all yes, fine suggestions, and I'm sure his family. Wait, I want it. You, <laughs> would, would appreciate it. You know, and his fans got, especially. There's got to be. I mean, but I, I have, I am a bread fan. I actually am a bread fan. I, their four-part harmonies were really, I think, just. I mean, beautiful people talk about harmonies in the Beach Boys, and yeah. they talk about Crosby, Stills, Nass, and Young's harmonies, which are also beautiful. But I, I think bread really—I'm totally serious. Bread really hits the spot, you know. 
Well, you want carbs sometimes. When you're hungry for uh, bread. <laughs> and, w- and what did the fan write to you? Something like, you it, it was it was pretty nasty. It was, uh, you're not, uh, I hope somebody writes a, a mean obituary about you someday. Uh, very soon, something to that. Oh, effect. like not only not only you get one, but quickly. Yes, quickly. <laughs> I want you to die and have the same thing. Do you think his autopsy, the bread guy's autopsy, was the best thing since sliced bread? <laughs> sliced bread. <laughs> anyway, you slice it. It was a yeah. It was a fine bread. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, was that in your book? And then they had read the book. Yes. And so the then book. they were really, what kind of death? So it was like a death threat, but it wasn't like immediate death threat, like, I'm going to kill you now. Or- yeah, I want you, yeah. I, I hope when you die, you have somebody uh, write a mean obituary about Nothing you. like, um, I hope you die by, um, you know, eating so much bread that <laughs> your <laughs> intestines I hope, are clogged. I hope you die by having to listen to bread. <laughs> death by bread. Death by bread. Carbohydrates. <laughs> what about um, you know, like every now and then, a news organization will pick up an onion story and think it's yeah. true. Mm. Wouldn't it be great if one of your obituaries ended up somehow, like somebody searched for whatever and they found your obituary and went, "Holy shit!" Yeah, really? That'd be great. Yeah, I. Th- somebody would start buying my book. You know, that'd be nice. Well, where, where's <laughs> it available? Let's start selling some books. Yeah, yeah. People well, you can read uh, at jimmerl.com, you can, you know, get a link to it. Or on amazon.com. Right. Kindle. All those evil places. They're destroying bookstores across <laughs> yeah, the world. Yeah, I know. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But the, your tweets are always really, really funny and really timely and, like, the best. Like, um, the, you, tweet, I t- you tweeted one about Little Wayne that I, fuck, I fell out. Can you just repeat what that was? Oh. The one I retweeted. Breaking, uh... Lil Wayne released from hospital after getting a little better. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, <laughs> breaking Lil, Lil, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne hospitalized for little seizures. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Lil. He's, it's a Lil thing. Yeah, without the T's. It's yeah, Lil. With the apostrophe yeah. and the L. He's Lil. He's like a little rascal. Yeah. That exactly. little Wayne. Did you have an obituary ready to go for him? Because two weeks ago, <laughs> he was almost about to die. That was the story. Did you have one like, oh, I better, I better get no. one ready? No, I, I thought about it. You know, it's a good idea. I should, I should uh, start loading up on future obits mm-hmm. of uh, people who are going to pass away. But you still put you put them out on your website anyway, right? Yes, like, occasionally. You're yeah. collecting well, them one. for the next book, maybe. Or yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, there may be. Uh, hopefully, you know. A lot of people are just dropping like flies, and that's uh, that's a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> it's good for your business, right? Right. Well, I think like um, throughout your work, there's a, a quite a rich vein of death, which I wholeheartedly appreciate, <laughs> and that that. Um, the Clutter Family, you should talk about the origin of the name. And then when I saw the name and the first cover artwork, I was very excited because um, it is uh, one of my favorite sort of archetypal stories. And um, I mean, true stories, of course. Mm-hmm. So would you, would you like to tell our listeners? Um, well, this is this is Jim's, Jim uh, Earl's band, by the way, The Clutter Family. Oh, The Clutter Family, yes. yeah. And, but was, I like the name and you want to talk about the name. Well, we were trying to, co- yeah, yeah, we had uh, Chris Hobbs and I, are the the main writers for the band. And we were trying to come up with a name for the band. It originally, it was like uh, the Fuck You Group, or, uh, <laughs> or I like it's a group. The group, Fuck <laughs> You Group. 
It's it's more than an individual. <laughs> it's a whole collective of yeah. go fuck yourselves. Or the you know the the Jim Earl Project and anything with the word project in its name is just death to me. Horrible. But mm-hmm. or uh, you know aspirin. We wanted to name it aspirin. That's a good name for some reason. I don't <laughs> know. That's a good name. I think that's some a good stupid. name. But uh, you know, then you I, could have a cover band, Baby Aspirin. Ooh, right. Ooh, <laughs> right, right, right. Or Tylenol. <laughs> Tylenol. You know, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. yeah. Robitussin. Tussin. <laughs> With an apostrophe like Lil? Tussin. Lil Tussin. Lil Tussin. <laughs> that's a great, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Lil Tussin. Lil Tussin. Well, then I thought of, how about the Clutter family? Because it sounds like it's a, a nice little kind of uh, folk rock group or something. Mm-hmm. But it's not. No. And then you put a, you know, our uh, album cover was originally going to be uh, us, the band, in the original Clutter basement where, you know, the horrible murders took place. Uh, but we couldn't find a good autopsy photo of that, so we just had... Uh, oh, I do, so, uh, yeah, I bet they're exist. Of course they're in existence because they used them in the trial. Yeah. But I guess they wouldn't be public, you know, that you wouldn't be able to find that. I, I, I'm, it's odd that you wouldn't be able to find that now. Well, you know, I don't think I'd be able to pay for the copyright. So I'm sure somebody was, hey, that's, you can't do, that's my photo. Right. You know? Yeah, but they're all dead. Well, the person, the photographer, maybe, or Might his be family. Dead. Might be dead. Oh, yeah, his family. So, some estate probably has the rights to those pictures. Right. And, of course, there are clutters still alive. Who, <laughs> there are two clutters who survived the murders, which, you know, I had to think of them a little bit, as surprising as that may seem. Yeah, that you act, you have a haunt. There is a haunt in there. Yes. <laughs> well, I just right. reread. I, I just reread that um, book. Somebody was so lovely and gave me um, as a birthday gift the first edition. And the book we're talking about is In Cold Blood. Yeah. And right. um, that's actually one of my favorite books, and also probably my favorite film with Robert Blake, real life murderer, Robert Blake. <laughs> Robert Blake, yeah. <laughs> and Scott Wilson and. Um, and and so and, and I love Truman Capote, but I when I saw the name the Clutter, Clutter family, the victims of that horrible murder, and that 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 murder really changed um, the way that we viewed uh, crime in that kind of way, I think. So that's why I love how you're the Clutter family because you're changing yeah. the way we're viewing music. It was uh, it's it, 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 it took place in the part of Kansas where my uh, family had a farm for. Uh, about 140 years mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so it was kind of you know it's kind of uh, special for for me yeah you know i wrote a song called uh, please stop stealing from grandma which is about my grandmother's farm and people stealing from her on the farm and were they stealing her vegetables <clears throat> and fruit no just you know coming and you know, taking advantage of an old person you know old mm-hmm. person crime mm-hmm. you know yet on the other side there's a another song about um you didn't want him around. Dude, there's another old person song that you just don't want around. Yeah. So it's not just one side of it's it's you're the uh um victim and the abuser of old people. We have to run the full gamut gamut <laughs> the gamut gamut spectrum of uh elder abuse songs, <laughs> death songs, uh drug death, drug uh, uh and uh child abuse is in there somewhere too. I think pet abuse a lot of the stuff is in there. I, you know, because we're just desperate to, for things to write about. Not because we were 
very, very uh, creative. I think you're extremely creative. I think it's... <laughs> well, the thing about the songs, the songs, songs, is that it's also, you know, Rickenbacker, Rickenbacker heavy, um, so it's got a very light, cheerful sound, and Jim Earl also is a phenomenal guitar player. Wow. Well, thank you. I'm very flattered by that. You are. It's very nice of you to say. But that, that, that's what I love about the Clutter family, too, is the juxtaposition of these like very kind of dark comedy lyrics and a very bright birds, the, like the birds, like a Roger McGuinn kind of a guitar oh, yeah. thing that's happening. Yeah. They're very poppy, very poppy, uh, catchy tunes with uh, disgusting lyrics, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But and, that's that's what makes it work, though, because it's yeah. if it if it, if it the music was really you know that dark as well, it would just probably really yeah it would be pl- it, to put, me it would be plodding yeah plodding and, and pretentious. Well, <laughs> 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 well, it's not that, and it's not the kind of music that you like. You like very bright, bright like a lot of '60s stuff. You have very, yeah. very, very good taste in music. Well, thank you, thank you. I you know like to think so. I like the shags as well. The shags mm-hmm. are very mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. in my oeuvre. Has anyone else uh, said that word on this podcast before? It's a first. I think that's the first time. How about Schadenfreude or you know trope or meme? Use those words. I think somebody said meme. Has no? No. I think you're breaking some ground, and and nobody (laughs) said gamut or gamut either. (laughs) Is that is that like a, a form of wheat? Gamut? Uh, yeah, gamut. Isn't that wheat based? Wheat. It sounds like it. Yeah. It's like quinoa, but uh, quinoa. Which I always thought was pronounced uh, quinoa. <laughs> just a slight difference. <laughs> it's such a subtle nuance. Yes. It's just in, at the very, the very end, right? Right, right. Well, see, I mean, you do so many things so well. What's your favorite? <laughs> a sleeping. Sleeping and eating are my two favorite occupations. Well, wow. I know. Yeah, he loves eating because I have been sending Jim Earl beans. From all over the world. Oh, please. You have to air it here? This is embarrassing. I mean, I only sent them from Italy, but <laughs> still. No, no, no. I sent them from... No, I bought them in Italy. I bought them in, in Venice. Yes. And then I, I car- hand-carried them to Austria. They were Mussolini's beans. Yes. And then I sent them from Austria because I thought, I thought this is going to be an agricultural <laughs> product. I better not fucking fuck with it. I'm going to send it. They were fascist beans that you took, uh, smuggled to Austria. They were, they were actually dragged behind a car. Got dragged behind a car and kicked in the head. <laughs> Which is how all this, why they taste so, so pungent and powerful. Were they good beans? Did you like them? Yes, beans? they were great. I'm done with them all. I, Did you, and then I also sent him, a, 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 I think, a bean sampler from the very famous bean house, or what's it called? In Sonoma. Yeah, Rancho Gordo heirloom beans. Yeah, there. That is a place to go, and and see. they have every heirloom bean on earth. It's a wondrous place of creation. What is an heirloom bean, though? What is an heirloom bean? Is it a bean plant that's been nurtured through history and? To your audience, prepared to be bored shitless for the next <laughs> three minutes. Well, I explain what an heirloom bean is. I, I feel so like out of the loop that I I'm just so like. <laughs> Being, being, being ignorant, being literate, being illiterate. That I At don't, least I don't you're know not being a phobic. I'm not being a phobic. No, no, no. You're I'm not being a phobic. Do you know, have you ever heard of a heirloom bean? I've heard of heirloom tomatoes, but not heirloom beans. Tomatoes. It, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, some say uh, gamut and some say gamut. <laughs> it's the same thing as an heirloom tomato, actually. It's just uh, something that you... Uh, 
that used to be prevalent a hundred years ago in in farmers markets, local markets, but because of uh, large chain grocery stores, you only get room for two types of tomatoes, the types that last a long time and and can ship long distances, and so they're tasteless. You get mm-hmm. you know, and the same thing with the heirloom beans. Mm-hmm. They're types that uh, have gone out of circulation. You can only buy like maybe four or five types of beans at a grocery store. Right. Right. And they're all tasteless and old. Yeah. But like the, me. The heirloom. Like, <laughs> no, you're old and tasteless. And that's, <laughs> that's much different. You know, and you soak you for an hour or two. And, you know, <laughs> and you'll be fine. Boil you. Are you, are you a bean connoisseur? Is that, is that what I'm going to take from this? Yes, I am. I am. Is it bean country? Can you go do like bean tasting? Yes, up yes. in up in those the bean Probably valleys. Sonoma. You can go to Rancho Gordo Beans in Napa, and their little uh, home place there, and they have oh, it's it's amazing. You go in there, and you will be uh, flabbergasted. You will, not, not flabbergasted. You will just be bowled over. By the beans? By the gamut of beans. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of fancy restaurants in the area, you know, like French Laundry, and there's a lot of, like, it's very, very food, like a food destination where all these people go, and they they just go on these food vacations, and they just go out there and eat. And they have Rancho Gordo beans in quite a few of those restaurants. Yes. And And feature them in different ways. Down here as well. Yeah. Everywhere. But you go up there, yeah. They, uh, the the owner goes down to Mexico and and all these little farms and, and... picks out these beans that have been yeah. forgotten for generations and brings them back and grows them yeah. and saves them for future generations. So it's like a bean endangered species. It is. It saves them from uh, Monsanto and all this horrible yeah. GMO food that we're going to be eating Soylent Green in the next uh, 20 years. Or Soylent Bean. Soylent Bean. <laughs> <laughs> soylent bean. <laughs> there should be a musical sting after that. Beep, beep. We'll be right back. <laughs> On that hilarious high note. <laughs> Here's what you missed this morning on Monsters of Talk. <laughs> There's always a... <laughs> like you're signing on to America Online. All right. As, as I usually close the shows, that I, I feel like it doesn't get any better than that. And we're going to do another episode with you because there's time. Holy Christ. So you get to sit there. <laughs> Jim, um, we have another Jim today who we love, don't we? Love yes, him? we do. And... Uh, We've been talking to him for a while. I think he's so amazing. And we're so glad to have you for another episode of Monsters of Talk. Please welcome Jim Short. I mean, God. <laughs> That's what happens when there's too many. Do you have Jims in your family and they all get confused? No. Everybody no. confuses them all? Roberts, no? though. A lot of Roberts. A lot of Roberts. A lot of Bobs. Bobbies. Okay. Bobbies. So that, but at least there is a kind of um, distinction. Do people ever call you James? Yes. I hey, James. Sometimes, you know, I write my checks with a James. Oh, you do. So when they bounce, people will take this more seriously. <laughs> well, then Jimmy, Jimmy Earl, that asshole, bounced this check. But James Earl, hey, okay, there's something going on there. Well, this is like a James Earl Jones. Oh yeah, you know, James Earl Ray. Oh, yeah. that's that's even he, his checks totally not cashable now. <laughs> I was at a bank once, and the teller, the the black teller uh, behind the the gate, she she looked at at my name and said. Oh, James Earl Ray, huh? <laughs> I just started laughing. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how to react to that. Uh, I guess so, yes. I'm sorry. I didn't have anything to do with it. Mm-mm. Wasn't my fault. Not your fault. But she went for that and not James Earl Jones. Yeah. Who is, who is much more um, uh, 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 distinguished. Mm-hmm. Yes, than mm-hmm. James Earl Ray. The voice of CNN rather than the, the man who 
shot this shot. nation's greatest hope. Yes. So M- it's MLK. I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's just that's just you though, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you're right about that. Thanks. <laughs> oh jeez. That's where she went. She looked at you and went, mm, yeah. yeah. Maybe do we always go to that dark place with you, Jim Earl? Jim Earl is a, you know, you have a, a dark uh, a dark side that you write about in your books. My book. My books, yes. I do. Well, I, I write about obituaries. Mm-hmm. I write obituaries. Right. And uh, dead people, famous dead people, and not so famous dead people. Mm-hmm. And that's good. I mean, I think, and, and, and you have a band, The Clutter Family, also. Yes, I do. The Clutter Family, I have two uh, CDs out. Mm-hmm. One released recently. Mm-hmm. To, uh, both have great reviews in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Vintage Guitar Magazine. And that's great. I yeah. love those. I love those records, and I love the songs, and also a lot of death, which is great. Not just death, though. Happiness. Happiness. Happy, happy, happy tunes. Happy chords. Yes. Happy pop music. With refreshing uh, Partridge Family-like uh, <laughs> harmonies. <laughs> to go with the death. And yes. You know. I think. An, I think I love you to death. <laughs> I think I love you. Yes. <laughs> And then, and then one time you and I went to a cemetery in, uh, I guess, was it Sonoma? Yeah. I don't know. I always think Sonoma. And then we took a bunch of photographs. Yes. Um, I still yeah. have those. Yeah, those are great. I was so young. I look totally different. We'll have to po- uh, post those up on the site. Yeah. Yeah. For this yeah. podcast. Yeah. I look so different. It's crazy to me. What were you doing? Just hanging out? We were just and went taking to a cemetery. It was up there. And yeah, which was where was that cemetery? That's the uh, that's the original Old Town uh, uh, Cemetery for Sonoma, the mm-hmm. little town of Sonoma up near the uh, Sonoma Square. Yeah, we just uh, we went up there. Yeah, it's full of uh, the original uh, founders, the uh, Italian and German uh, vineyards, uh, the people who started the vineyards. Mm-hmm. And so beautiful cemetery. I have yeah. no memory of that actually. Completely, I mean. Yeah, well, you were completely zonkered. Well, I'm, I mean, I was so high, but then, you know, I've been high now, and I remember stuff. Why actually, was I not remembering anything from then? I don't know. You know, actually, you weren't high. I remember distinctly that day. You weren't, you weren't high at all. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think we were on our way to Tahoe to do a gig with Jeremy Kramer. I think that was the, the whole thing. Oh, my wow. God. I we, have no memory. We stopped off there, and we uh, drove up to Tahoe. And had a hilarious gig with Jeremy Kramer, one of the geniuses of comedy. Where did we play? It was it was at the ski village up there, I think. So what is it, Squaw Valley? Yeah, that Squaw one? Valley. Yeah. yeah, I think what, so. What was that gig? I don't know. I just, I just, I think, I just know that that's the the resort that's up there on the yeah. way. It's on. It's not quite in Tahoe, or well, there's a bunch of them up there. But uh. it was a Bob Fisher gig. Uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Bob Fisher, he, mm-hmm. he booked it, mm-hmm. and it was a usually a very good gig. I feel like I did it once with Milt Abel. Probably that's the kind of gig that you go, um, like you would go with, like Leland Cotton Brown would drive. Oh, yeah. It would drive you. I love Leland Cotton. Another Brown. genius. Another he genius. He was great. He was so good to me when I started. Like he would take me. He brought me up to Portland. He drove me from San Francisco to Portland. Wow. And then we did gigs along the way, and he was so gentle and fun. And easy, you know, and he was like probably in his forties, mid forties at that time. Do you think? Really? Jeez, I have no idea. He was quite a lot older than the rest of us. A little, so, yeah. So he was probably, you know, I, I guess, and people would say, I, I think when I see when I hear Garrison Keillor, I think about, oh, that should be Leland Cotton Brown. Mm. 
because it's like so Leland Cottonbound is so funny, yeah, and and magical in a way that he was a a, gu- a guy with a guitar and who did impressions, and normally. I would think, no, I don't want to hear that. You know, there's just another guy who does impressions and, and plays funny songs on a guitar. But no, his his he had different angles on everything. His timing was so subtle and brilliant. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. just he was incredible. I hope he's still performing up there. Yeah, I, 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 I think I'm Facebook friends with him. I, I'm also Facebook friends. With, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm Facebook, uh, Facebook friends with uh, Michael Pritchard. Pritchard, yeah, yeah. Some of those separate, and I just I just friended Mark Pitta. Been a while, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Mark Pitta. Mark Pitta. Good old Mark Pitta. All these guys. uh, Up in the Bay Area as well. Yeah, he does a gig in um, Mill Valley or or something. Oh, the Throckmorton? Throckmorton. Have you guys done that? It's really Mm -mm, great. mm -mm. It's fantastic. It's up in uh, Mill Valley and it's just a great little theater. And the the audience is so great and they just come out and support it Mm -hmm. uh, for many, many years now. But it's just so fun and it's so intimate. It's really nice. Now, do you remember seeing Lankin Earl in the... um, when you came, because Jim came a little bit after uh, we were there. I mean, we started when I started. You guys have been doing it already. Yeah. When yeah. did you guys start doing comedy? Eighty five. Yeah. Eighty five. Yeah. Yeah. So then, did so did you see? Were you guys still? Did you guys know each other back then in the early nineties? No, 90s? I met. I met. Uh, I came to San Francisco in ninety one to visit, and I know I met Jim through Kevin Kataoka, who yeah. I was staying with. Yeah. But. Uh, and maybe went to the zoo and saw some some shows, but I didn't come back. Oh, I came back in '92, so I would come in a couple of times mm-hmm. uh, I and, the, until I moved out there. But I remember, uh, I, I remember the very first time I saw you perform, though, it was at, at this uh, little cafe in uh, the marina, San oh, Francisco, yeah? and you do that regularly, for, I think, for a oh few shit, weeks. was it off of like. By the International House of Pancakes, that one, like by Union Street? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember. Do you remember that? I th- sort of do, yeah. 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 That's where I saw you first, yeah. Probably so, yeah. Do I you remember what, yeah, yeah. Little gigs would sort of pop up all over the place for a while, too. Because I remember seeing you there, and then I, I think I went, like, with you, and, like, Ray James was there, too. And do you remember, like, there was, like, an audience member, there was a guy who was kind of hitting on me, and then all you guys fucking, you yelling at him? <laughs> yelling yelling go for it or what no yelling at him <laughs> like don't talk to her and don't you can't do that you can't just that doesn't sound like me no i don't know why <laughs> i remember that it was like a bunch of guys because he was a heckler oh okay he was like uh-huh. a shitty heckler it was like not just some dude he was a shitty heckler that was just being like really abusive to everyone and then but he just thought that i was pretty so yeah. that he was just talking, and it was a horrible show. The whole thing was terrible. And then you and Barry just fucking snapped and just started yelling at that guy, and so did Ray James. Wow, I don't remember that. Jeez. That's when I, th- I remember that. Wow. I, so, I feel but, like you but were the there. Guy, but the guy, I was not there, but the guy was troubled. It wasn't the, great, the world's greatest cock block. No, 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 it no, no, was, no. They were actually coming to your defense and, and yeah. upholding your honor. They were upholding my honor, but they were also just making fun of this guy, which was really funny. Right. I remember Barry and I uh, driving you to uh, an S and M. That's right. Oh my God! Get together. Got to tell the story. Got to tell the story. And you were scared to death in the audience because they were all looking at you from the stage. They they were eyeing you. They just wanted you. But this was really Barry was writing an article for. uh, I have no idea the the Jewish Journal. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know. That was his gig. He was writing for the Jewish <laughs> Sentinel or, or something. 
And uh, <laughs> and for some reason, they approved this. Hey, let's uh, Barry. We want you to go undercover at this S and M. So it was garage myself in the East Bay. And bring Margaret Jim Cho with you. And Barry. <laughs> and then we went, and it was so. They it was pretty impressive because they had um, they had a lot of stuff. They had all these like cool like old novels, like the sixties like um, S and M novels, and a lot of cool like S and M kind of artwork, like velvet paintings from the sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. I remember that in their facility, and it was sort of in a, like a sort of a theatrical scenes. Like they had a stage. Yeah, yeah, it was a stage, right? And there was an audience. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so yeah, the uh, participants would sit in the audience and uh, watch what would happen on stage. And I think it's, it's a person would go on stage and say, all right, who wants to be uh, my dog? And I think that's kind of happened at this, oh. this gathering. Mm-hmm. Who wants to be, which one of you slaves is going to be my dog tonight? And, uh, and nobody said a damn thing. It was so sad. They had like a show going on. It was almost like S&M open mic. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it was? It was right. It was, it was a bringer. You had to, you know, you had to bring. You had to pay two bucks, and then uh, for the cheap beer, and then. But yeah, it was. It was. It's kind of sad. Most, you know, you think of S and M in popular culture. You think, yeah, a lot of hot chicks, uh, you know, in leather and stuff. And you get there, and it's a bunch of kind of real fat guys, in. In, leather. In, in a lot of leather. Mm-hmm. In a lot of leather. And, mm-hmm. But you were booked to do a show or you were going up to do this? I think we were just going there yeah. because Barry wanted to write the article and go undercover. Oh, and okay. so then the three of us just went. And you begged to come along. Because I thought it was so fun, funny and amazing. I thought it was really dangerous. I thought it was going to be cool. Right. And it was cool, actually. But you were, uh, as the night wore on, mm-hmm. uh, you... They just kept on, you know, asking you to, they wanted you up there. Well, because yeah. I was like, you know, my early 20s Asian yeah. woman, of course. And you, I think you were about the only woman there, too. I believe there was a, another woman that was um, being saran wrapped. Uh-huh. Do you remember the woman that she, she had a lot of, um, because you, you, we, because she had a lot of um, female pattern baldness. Which appeared like male pattern baldness. Really? I didn't know that. She had that red, remember she had that red, bright, bright, red, red hair. And she seemed to be uh, owned by the main guy that was talking with the glasses. The main speaker. Really? Okay. Um, and that owner of that place. And so she, she was sitting, I remember she had on like a nightgown. And um, she was sitting on the floor. And I think she was naked underneath the nightgown. And then she had hair that was... Um, it's happening to me. That's why I see it. Is that she had quite a few bald patches on her head. So from a distance, you might assume that's a man. Oh. Either that, or she was um, uh, that. You know. So there's a kind. There's a subset of um, forced feminization within S and M, where they force you to become a woman, mm-hmm. and that that's sort of a humiliation thing. That's part of it. Either that or that. But I I believe that that she was a woman actually. And she was saran wrapped. There was another very, very giggly woman um, who was also saran wrapped. And then the, the leader guy, he uh, um, opened up the saran wrap with a knife. Do you remember that? Well, somebody must have gone to Costco that day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> because. I mean, really. There's a lot of shopping involved just in putting one of these nights on. That's right. The crudités and the saran and the Reynolds wraps. Or, you know. 
not at Costco. It's not uh, uh, Reynolds Wrap. It's uh, what's that uh, company they always use? <laughs> what's the generic brand? The generic of, brand <laughs> the, in Costco. bulk. The bulk generic right. brand. Not Sky Chef. I know what you're talking about. It's like the yeah. big conglomerate where everybody gets the restaurant. Cisco. Cisco. It's Cisco. So they they started eyeing you though, and then you mm-hmm. panicked and uh, we had to leave. Mm-hmm. Because which was I was kind of funny. It was funny. I was scared <laughs> it was though. Hilarious. Because I felt like okay, this is really because I thought we were just going to be able to just see. I also was, I also had this assumption that people would be our age. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you know, because if it's in a sexualized community like that, I just was under the impression that people would be our age because that, but they were significantly older. Yeah, waiting for people our age to show up. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're they're waiting for. And uh, their night was uh, realized. It was a uh, it was a win win for them in many respects, because yeah. what you don't remember is what happened after that. What happened after that? I forgot. Forgot. We'll have to take a break right now. We don't have time. Are you can't tell the story? No, we. That's no. You <laughs> just, he's just. Oh, I'm just screwing around. Yeah. No, nothing. No. <laughs> You're heightening no, nothing the uh, attention yeah, and the. Yeah. Uh, and this, that's a storyteller right there. That's, that's right. right. What did we take, Bart? <clears throat> no, we no, we drove. Yeah, yeah. We, drove. We, we drove. I remember that. I just I remember the inside the smell of the inside of Barry Lang's car. It smelled like the inside of Barry Lang. <laughs> <laughs> he's very clear. Yes. <laughs> I love Barry Lang, but it's I an really old car. think. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was like. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of gigs happened, uh, <laughs> and that that car got us to a lot of places. Well, how come you you know my car was just as old and it didn't smell like my body. Well, you know, I you, I, you didn't live in it. No, 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 true. You didn't. Yeah, you didn't drive. Well, yeah, I can't explain that other than the fact that <laughs> that you are a woman and he is a and man of. Uh, Manly proportions and body hair. Yeah, but I love Bear Link. I hope he's not upset by it. Well, he will be after I send this link to him, <laughs> <laughs> and after you post pictures of his old car and him. And we got to post a link. Is is this? Did the story come out? Did he write the story? Oh, that's a good question. I never saw that. He did write the story. Yes, he did write the story. In the um, I want to, I want to read that. I want to read that story. Yeah, well, he he could probably dig it up for you. It's, it's, I'm sure it's not online. It's probably in his filthy, reeking, malodorous car. <laughs> 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 but I would love filthy, to read this story. Reeking, malodorous, malodorous car. Yeah, I think I'm the first person to say malodorous on the show. I think that's <laughs> so, yeah, that is a first. You, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think that's when they sold that Toyota. That's what the the, the underlying descriptor <laughs> was for it. <laughs> the. Uh, Toy- Toyota Malodorous <laughs> Malodorous Ola Stinking Car It would be a good car For a Gwar fan <laughs> I think Because it's old I think that With the lead singers That car was great On one gig On the freeway We were going 55 And uh, all of a sudden the, the The engine hood Just exploded upwards Like in a Shitty comedy Yeah <laughs> It just Covered the the uh, windshield. We couldn't see where we're going. We're both screaming. <laughs> That's really scary. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> what made that happen? <laughs> just the, the smell. The latch. <laughs> the latch just came uh, came undone. <laughs> it was a. Uh, 
do it really rigged. So you guys drove away from from the gig in this reeky car, mm-hmm. and then what? Then what? What? What happened after that? What happened after we left the S and M people? Uh, I don't know. I think I we remember. probably dropped you off at uh, your parents' place, or yeah, where, I think so. where you were living. Yeah. And Barry and I went back and uh, to that place and had sex. <laughs> Hot, steamy, <laughs> malodorous. <laughs> Saran wrapped S and M filthy Cisco sex. Cisco sex. <laughs> Cisco sex. Right. On a pallet sex. Because you can only have you can only buy things in pallets Costco. <laughs> you can buy dil- dildos in pal- pallets there, you know? Mm-hmm. I think you went out and uh, that you bought your first dildo after that. But butt dildo. That's. I think no, you became. You're be, right. You you're became right. fascinated with anal butt dildo. You're right, because <laughs> Jovanka Steele and I, together, purchased a sex toy that she and I named Lance, and that we um, we would we would pass it because she lived a block away from me on Clement Street, so I would get it back from her, or and then she would take it from me, and we would get it back from her, and she would take it from me. You know, it was this kind of thing. But she broke it. What, by yelling at it? I don't know what she did with it, but she broke it. And then, um, but I still always loved that kind of thing, like all the sort of sex toys. And I was introduced to it by that thing. And then when you guys hosted the Exotic Erotic Ball, because Lang and Earl were they, they, always hosting the Exotic. <laughs> we hosted it four times. <laughs> yeah, the Exotic. Were you there for the, that? Did you hear about that? No, no I, I've heard of the Exotic Erotic Ball, but uh, yeah. how did comedy work there? It never did. It never worked there, but the the uh, runners of it, the, these two mafia guys, who started it years ago, they saw us at the Holy City Zoo one night and said, "Hey, we want you to. Hey, you'd be great. Will you host it? Eight hundred bucks." And we went, "Yeah, of course." So it's six hours of us on stage just yelling at people who aren't listening, to, who are waiting for the strippers to come on behind us. Mm. The only time they ever listened, laughed at anything we said or cheered was, uh, it was like daylight savings, and I and I yelled out, <laughs> I, I yelled out, hey, you know, don't forget to set your clocks back. You know what that means? Two, one extra hour of eating pussy, <laughs> and that's the only reaction. <laughs> I got. <laughs> But Captain Don was there. Captain Don, remember the, uh, yeah, the real yeah. famous uh, tattoo guy? He'd yeah. be on another stage, and we'd be announcing him. That was the only time we had real fun, was uh, just uh, kind of narrating what was happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, while he's got a big sword down his throat, Barry would go... Bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> <laughs> In his spare time, Captain Don <laughs> likes to hang out with the Yale rowing team. <laughs> All these... <laughs> <laughs> Stupid jokes, Captain. Do- Captain of what? <laughs> but you're just you're just trying to just fill that time with anything. We were that trying. You can say. We were trying to uh, get a, get a reaction from Captain Don. He was a sto- He was a stoic. He would not react to any stupid thing we said about what he was doing on stage. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, he's a professional. Yeah, he's a professional sword swallowing guy. With so he re- he did swallow swords. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. That's you know, that, I love that. Like, let's try fuck with this guy. Yeah. Let's get a sword down his gullet. <laughs> Afterwards, we thought he'd be pissed off, but he, came, you know, he was he was had fun with it. He said that's that was, great. Yeah. That's great. I mean, he he's very famous for like sort of that the sort of like a sideshow tradition. He's an incredibly tattooed man. I mean, yeah. at one point he was the world's most tattooed man. Um, he he's uh I I mean 
I, I think about that time and I think about like all the things that I saw at the exotic erotic ball, like with you guys and um, you usually occur at uh, on New Year's Eve. I believe that was the day. Yeah, and and Halloween. And Halloween. Yeah. yeah, and it was like a parade of strippers and um, you know, like Captain Dawn and then and these guys, you know, Lincoln Earl, and then also in the audience, I just remember like one guy that was like had he was uh, maybe in his fifties, early sixties, and um, he was a uh, very kind of a sort of a smaller man, and um, he was just naked, and then he was just walking around. I think he had shoes. Um, I, I don't remember the shoes, but he had a, a, a hat that, a baseball cap that said, um, was embroidered on the front, party naked. But he had the most dour expression. Just, just nobody was paying any attention to him. And he was walking through um, this crowd of thousands of people. And uh, he's just naked and nobody uh, cared that he was partying naked and nobody commented. And I, I remember just watching him and he was there the whole night. Maybe he was a l- landlord. <laughs> you know, it's just checking the place out. You know, what the hell is these? Pick up the litter. Dude, get that lactating woman. What is she doing? Spraying her her breast milk in the first three rows. Remember that lady? Yeah. The yeah. lactating uh, stripper. Wow. She, she would came out with her huge breasts, and uh, before you know it, the first uh, four or five rows were just sprayed in uh, breast milk. Mm-hmm. Well, what was great? I'm, it was I was trying to drink that in. <laughs> Trying to picture that image, she's like the Gallagher of um, right. old uh, lactating strippers. Right, only e- easier to work with than Gallagher. <laughs> there was no lactating woman too. She didn't franchise <laughs> franchise her breasts out to. Uh... I'm trying to think. I'm still. I'm still on party naked guy. He's like the worst advertisement for party naked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because he was just kind of dour, too. But he had glasses on. That is, and, <laughs> though. You want to be able to see. Yeah. Maybe. I, I, I once went to the Folsom Street Fair. Oh, okay. Which was, uh, if, if you just want straight up nudity, that's it. Mm-hmm. Lots of naked people mm-hmm. in, in, in all various levels of, of being in shape mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. But it, at one point, it just looked like a naked Civil War reenactment. <laughs> <laughs> you know those kind of the old... Civil War hats that are leather. Like, they all were yeah. wearing those and nothing else. <laughs> I like that. Like the Battle of Balls Run. Talk about goober peas. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever, uh, you know, hung out nude in a, in a big public place like that, walking around? I have actually not. That has not yeah. happened yet. Have you, how about you? No, not, I, you know, and I, I'm, no. I got to get my uh, taint rebrowned. Before I before re-browned. I do that, rebrowned. What's the original color? I'm going all Wait. natural. You know, I got it. I got it Wait. bleached, and I, you know, it just wasn't what everything I thought it would be. <laughs> so I'm getting it rebrowned. You know, I'm going back to the original Jim Earl. <laughs> enough is enough. Just go back to your your original color. Some, right. some people just want to get back to their college taint. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Clorox has some great tips for... Uh, well, that's know, why I take keep one it. of those Tide pencils with me at all times. <laughs> one of them spot ones, you know. Yeah, to, always uh, do a spot t- check. A little touch-up. <laughs> always do a spot check on your taint. Before. I've actually had that done. I've had it. I've had my anus bleached, and yeah. I had to bleach my friend's anus for a television thing. And um, Hang on. Was no, that in the contract? What, what show was that? <laughs> was that in the contract? That, was it when you were on the, uh, on, the, on the Tonight Show? What was that? Well, that was, a, was that, that Arsenio? What, what, oh, that was Lopez. That was on Lopez, right? Lopez Tonight? 
Well, I can hear the story when you like. I could see that you would do it, but you had to do it to somebody else yeah. for a show. Yeah, it was for the Cho show. Well, that was, was on, a, you know, oh, okay, it was for yeah, our for sure. terrible yeah, episode yeah. of Dialing for Dollars. So what the <laughs> what is going on here? Dialing for dollars. Dialing for taint. <laughs> but I, I, I. So you go to this place and they, um, they paint your asshole with a brush. I mean, a a, a paintbrush delicately. With bleach, but right. you, you have to do it every day. They give you a brush, and then yeah. they give you a pot of anus bleach, and you have to do it every day. Now, the anus bleach is uh, probably uh, different from regular bleach. <laughs> I don't know exactly. I what mean, the... can you pick up anus bleach at uh, Costco, maybe? This, this sounds like this old taint. <laughs> this old taint. Uh, today, uh, this, this old... came in with a roller. <laughs> <laughs> Today on this old taint, we'll be repiping the plumbing. But I um I painted uh, I had uh, my friend painted my um anus, and right. then he turned around. You don't want a stranger doing that. <laughs> you know what? You want the mail delivery guy doing that. But he's my friend. You know, yeah. John Stapleton. Is, he was my makeup artist also, and so he um got on the table, and um. You know, spread his asshole to me. <laughs> As is his one. <laughs> and I took a paper. Which I'm guessing is the first time that it probably happened, right? Yes. You guys had not heretofore had that relationship. No. I, I don't think I've had that relationship really with anybody. Yeah. That's a that's going to be hard. Like, <laughs> on the, the, just on the table? Is that what you want me? Okay. All right. Yeah. But okay. spread it. And then I painted an asshole <laughs> with a brush. Wow. <laughs> and I was... Really careful not to put the brush inside. His hand. Well, was it? I mean, why? Unless he was puckering it for that purpose, uh, how could you do that? I just picture you holding out your thumb, like every every like picture of an artist, <laughs> and just sort of. <laughs> it's like the Mona Lisa. Why? Why is it a little bit sort of enigmatic frown? So if <laughs> if you have an uh, if you have an anal fistula, do you have to get charged twice? Do you think? You know? Maybe because of the the area, they the volume of the of that bleach you use. You have a double, you know, an Audi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as opposed Very to interesting. Maybe. But do do you understand what I mean? That why wouldn't you? Okay, put yourself in that situation. Yeah. Wouldn't you try to avoid putting the paintbrush inside your friend's asshole? Because there's this un, you know. Why would it be open like that? <laughs> I mean, first of all, you could you, you're not supposed to be able the the way anuses work. They're supposed to be closed. Right. Oh, no, no. He he was a pro. Was a pro. <laughs> <laughs> it was closed, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I was saying that there is a little bit of a gray or whatever area. Gray there area. was a gray area. <laughs> gray taint area that, that that you needed to um, bleach. Yeah, but I I I didn't. I feel like even there there was boundaries. So. So once it's bleached, is does it stay that way or does it start browning again? I think um, what it is, use? it does start browning again unless you continue to bleach it. So that supposedly it's a thirty day cycle that you have to go back and do it every day. Wow. Put plant it with a bleach, and then because we regenerate our skin, you know the skin you know sloughs itself off completely. I, I mean, you know the anal bleach didn't go as deep as a tattoo, would. like an right. anal tattoo would go too deep into the dermis to make a. a you know, it, it would make a permanent impression if it was tattooed, but it was bleach, so it's sort of the opposite. I'm yeah. just, I get so many. So first off, I mean, I was, I was on just like it. Does it look like you know when your hair grows out when you've dyed it and you got the roots? <laughs> 
like oh somebody needs to get that part redone but the anal tattoo what do you what do you what do you have back there like if if you know if you're close enough to read this thank a teacher (laughs) (laughs) thank a teacher if you can read this you're tainting too close well, that's interesting. So, you, uh, so is everything still uh, above board and, and tainted? No, no. no. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, he and I are still very good friends. I just saw him two days ago. Yeah. He's really, really close friend of mine. And we don't really talk about what happened. You know, we don't, we don't really go into it because, it, it, you know, he's also, he, he's also somebody that we just, we'd never, you know, we would just never bring it up. I don't think it would be uncomfortable to bring it up. It wouldn't. It's not like that. It's not like but I'm, it just we're doesn't mad. come up in conversation. Like you know, what I was thinking about the other night. <laughs> Remember that night when I was on the table, on all fours, <laughs> puck it up, and you, uh, you. I just want to thank you for not putting that paintbrush <laughs> in my asshole. Again, you don't. You don't have to paint the whole ass. You just got to paint the asshole. I think the, para- <laughs> the paraphrase red box. But it's just that, um, you know, the thing about it is that he painted my asshole without any comment. And then when he presented his asshole to me, I made so many comments about where it was, how shallow it was, how high, how I had pictured it to be lower or higher. Than I, I couldn't stop talking about his asshole. And when he talked, when he did mine, he said nothing. Would did it make? Would you have preferred more conversation? No, because it it was. I I don't know what I wanted. He's a makeup artist, right? <laughs> so he's probably he's probably printed up some ugly faces. Yeah, yeah, a couple of yeah, times. So, yeah, so I mean, yeah. I'm, uh, staring into that eye <laughs> is probably not foreign. But for you, I don't. You'd probably not painted an ass before, right? No. That's why I was so, so that's why you yeah. were that you had uh, a lot to say. I had a lot to say because I didn't expect to be to be where it was. You know when you think something something's there and then it's not there, it was like that. Oh. So you you do you think uh, that way about a lot of people, you know? You wonder <laughs> you you uh you know, yeah. in your mind you unclothe their anus or whatever. Well, I try to visualize what their ass is like, where their hole is like, and whether it's like really down deep, like it's like almost like a could be mistaken for a vagina. Then that's been done before, but but not on him. But not on him, or you know, because it could be really high up, like a blowhole. <laughs> you know, so like, I'm like, <laughs> right, right. You know, I think I try to think about uh-huh. it. Not everybody, but you know, some people. Don't you picture people with their bodies? Uh, I do. Don't I do? Winston Churchill, maybe. Mm-hmm. Winnie. Yeah. Good old Winnie. With a cigar. Yeah. That's how I picture it. Good old Winnie. Close your eyes and think of England. Never before have so many <laughs> painted the arseholes of so few. <laughs> we will. We will bleach them on our taints. We, we will taint them with our bleaches. <laughs> you guys it doesn't get any better <laughs> i'm like i'm like physically sick from laughing i'm like i'm i'm physically sick from laughing now <laughs> well i don't know what to say about that i'm i apologize uh we are so happy to have you we love you so much 
Jim Earl, where can they tweet you? Where can they find you? Uh, I think it's I think it's uh, Jim Earl six 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 is my tweet, my Twitter tang at, thing at Jim Earl six six six. Yeah, yeah. And you're um at uh, you're uh, Jim Earl dot com. That's right. Your book is available at jimroll.com. That's right. And um, your album for the Clutter Family is available where? Uh, there or on iTunes mm-hmm. or CD Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all over the internet. And people should also know, if you hadn't heard our last one with Jim, there was a, a highly, highly decorated writer with Emmys, with Peabody Awards. That's right. No, I mean he really <laughs> is. True. He really no. He no. He is a high. Is that those were the right term? Highly decorated. What would be uh, you? Those those are awards. A highly awarded. I highly guess awarded. I don't know. I just have one Emmy and, and a Peabody Award for that's a big uh, deal for uh, journalistic uh, excellence. I don't know why. Very funny journalistic. Excellence. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Uh, when I receive them, uh, I uh, you know just put them in a box. Yeah. And uh, weeped. Weeped. Weeped alone weeped. in the dark. Weeped. Yes. You weeped. You weeped. I weeped for all those untainted and bleached taints out there. Yearning to... Be tainted free. Bleach. Be bleached free. Bleat. Wherever there's a taint struggling to ble- be bleached, I'll be there. <laughs> we love you, Jim Earl. Um, you can tweet me at Margaret Cho. You can tweet all of us at Monsters of Talk. Um, where can they tweet you, Jim? At Jimmy Shelter. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud.com, and you can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. We are here um, usually a Monday. You get you get the new one, and we're determined to do this all the time. It's just awesome. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for listening.